there's a ton of companies out there that are exploding that a lot of nutritionists and dietitians really aren't fans of. Alani mm-hmm. New and Celsius are the two that come to mind. We are the cleanest, ready to drink sport beverage company. And again, we, we keep saying it's like, fuck you to the artificials. And that's who we are. Beep that's, that. Beep it. Welcome back to the Numa Bro Show. My name's Jared. I'm here with my brother, Brandon. Brandon, say what's up. What's going, Jared? Good. It's been a little bit since we recorded. We had a uh, office revamp, holiday season, all that good stuff. And we're back and excited to be recording again. Yeah, what do we got today? What do we got? Basically, we just wrapped up our 2022 review planning and then just thinking about what we're doing for 2023. All so right. we have some, some kind of key takeaways and things that we think we learned in new directions and we're just going to dive right in and kind of give it to you. Yeah. So we do a couple days. It's like a week long thing. We don't go into Uber depth, but each department's meeting, reviewing quarterly of what happened last year and then looking forward again, each department and then as a company wide. Yeah. I was going to say like, as I'm thinking about it right now, and I have one word to just think about what happened in 2022, I would just say frustration. Frustration. What do you got for us there? So I guess where I start, everyone knew a lot about just Supply chain and what did that Supply actually- chain that happened in 2022 too? Yeah. So coconut water was a difficult one for us. That co- So we use coconut water in our sports drink, our pre-workout energy drink, and we use a coconut water powder in our hydration mix. So yeah. yeah, that's a pretty important ingredient for us. So yeah, it's in three of our four products and it had just incredible lags in the supply chain. We had an order that was supposed to show up in, okay, Thanksgiving of 2021, didn't yeah. show up until beginning of May of 22. And then the May order, which was placed at like the end of 2021, supposed to show up in May, didn't show up until November. So that's great for inventory purposes. Both of them were about six months in the delay. So we're always just like robbing one to pay the other and just moving stuff yeah. around. We were in just a... So what did it do for us in terms of just like the actual impact on, on business? Well, so... The numbers. There were just many orders that we had to just prioritize just like we can't fill some of these things we had to just shut things off for a while that was painful yeah and then the other kind of inventory painful thing it's all covid related and supply chain this is now in the weeds of just you know our suppliers inputs and things like that but there were particular ones that like we couldn't find supplier a couldn't find supplier b and one that like supplier c who says hey i can make this free in a pinch and some of those materials that we were using in a pinch just ended up, one, either not showing up or two, not being viable for products. And we had a stretch in kind of like early, mid-July. And All August. you need to know is peak selling season. Peak, yeah, basically our main selling season. We had about six weeks where we were just straight out of stock or only had one flavor. So yeah, know, six weeks over 52 weeks, you're talking like 11%. So. Yeah. With that punches at again, probably yeah. about twenty percent of our sales there. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, we had a, a couple a couple shit burgers coming at our way. Again, yeah. it, it is what it is, right? It's just like this is what you sign up right, for, this are, is what you know is coming. But at the end of the day, it honestly what? It was it was the most objectively outside of the company impacts that we've had since we started Numa last year. Yeah. And I think I think we did a good job. In terms of just morale and people staying focused on controlling what you can control. Yeah. At the same time, there is a scoreboard of what happened and a year over year we were flat. Yeah. And first time we've ever been that. Yeah. And the first time we haven't grown. And just as we're 
you know, relating to our team, talking with investors, they, again, understood all the reasons, which I feel like you could just call reasons, excuses, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, it is a business and yeah. Yeah. And that happens. So it happens and. There is needless to say, there was plenty of, of good stuff that we had going on. Try to be positive people. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was kind of one of those years for us. So we have this big old meeting to just say, all right, we're going to turn this thing around. Yeah. You got one thing that stands out to you as we're heading forward to 2023 plans for NUMA. What's the thing on your mind that you're seeing out there that we're, you think we're going to be doing and really just attacking is the most important thing in you? your perspective. I'm going to give twofold on that. One, I think what I'm seeing, I just complained a lot about the 2022 stuff. Yeah. I do think and feel that we're really in a place where we're actually able to rely on our suppliers upstream, just like what they're telling us that I don't think we're going to have those big. Well, what are they telling us that well, actually just like, like, makes you feel good? The lead times are shorter. The prices aren't increasing. Ben and I, like this last year, would get an email from people like, Hey, the price is up, the price is up, the price yeah. is up, the the lead time's longer. So we've stopped receiving those. And we have people that, again, it's just their word on, on what they think they can fulfill. But there's a lot more clarity and just the words they're giving in terms of their certainty yeah. is, is up. So at the end of the day, we can't control we can't, yeah. everything and you have to rely on suppliers, obviously. We're searching for our best and you guys do a lot of vetting and consistently, you know, seeing what's out there and at the end of the day, it's just like, right. It's not, is what it is. We, we don't, don't have the buying power of someone like Pepsi. So we, we can't just like right, we don't have the bully them power. around. We don't have the buying power and we don't have the cash to just be like, okay, cool. I have a infinite rainy day fund. So yeah. when shit hits the fans. So. All right. So there's number one, we're going to be in better spot inventory wise. Check. Okay. All right. Hold you to it. Okay, cool. The second thing that uh, I guess what I'm yeah. lo- most looking forward to, and this will definitely be a, uh, it'll be a tease on the things we talk about in some other pods going forward. But I think we're getting back to our roots with targeted sampling and trial. We called it our shark program. But I think one of the things that, you know, back to the roots, back to the roots feels good for people who know early day NUMA. I think it's the bros, cans in hands. If you're from Cleveland, you probably saw the NUMA van rolling places and cans in hands, man in the van, sips to lip. We got it. That's the strategy. Whatever little witty rhyme you want to use. But I think it's a simple answer, simple questions. When we're talking about we're selling healthy sports drinks. Yep. Check. Check. And the target's going to be in boutique fitness. That's the occasion for use. Why not go there and give them the drinks at the absolute right time? That sounds smart. I think one of the things that we really worked our way through and this that I didn't talk about before, but I'll... There was a lot of just things on on the social advertising that yeah or again I'm really out of our control. iOS 14 was difficult for pretty much any DTC brand that we knew that was trying to run a traditional Facebook Instagram funnel of showing you ads and go through like that yeah. really fell apart. Yeah, and then just like at the end of the day too, it's just like we have products and that are heavy and don't have the unit economics that can support a shock to the system like. Some of some of the things that we faced in di- digital advertising. Yeah. So I think, yeah, as we really teased through it, it turned really to be like a twofold type of thing where it's just like there was this one marketing route that was working before and it's really kind of fell apart. And I think the biggest issue was targeting and it's just like, OK, so if targeting is the issue, how do we solve that issue? Yeah. And I would say one of the things that was 
a win from last year with that is I think we did a damn good job of putting together a system to iterate, run ads and and get quicker on it. Because if we were yeah. looking at this, like, you know what, we could have been better. We could have had better creative. We tried a different thing. Like we tried everything yeah, in well, terms of, you know, thank you. That's our team. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll take that. So I think but, that but it it's makes interesting. It, it makes it easier to just pull the plug on that. It's just be like, oh, we should oh. keep trying and maybe we could, there's something that's just a little bit that we can keep working on. Yeah, it's, it's like, funny. I was actually going to even say the opposite of it, where it was just like, we were doing a good enough job that even with the headwinds, we would have weeks where it was working. It was like, shit, yeah, we've done it. This yeah. is it. To the moon, let's go. And then it would kind of just crumble, which is just devastating. Yeah. But yeah, yes. I think you feel good leaving it in the sense of, we exhausted we, it. We exhausted it, exactly. But we probably hung around a little bit longer because of the wins that we were seeing that ended up being <laughs> yeah. no, noise. Noise, the red herring. Exactly. That is just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's that. All right. So I think there's one thing I believe in. It's it's that our product yep. is properly designed for a market that needs this product. I think the biggest issue we're having is how do we get this product in the right people's hands at the right time. Yeah. And I think that like some of the things that we keep talking about as we're beating this product up is just like acquisition based on retention. So it's just like, we care so much more as we're really taking an assessment of like how our business becomes really sturdy. It's like, we care so much more about finding that right customer than finding them for really cheap or at scale. That is just like, it is so much more, you know, valuable and efficient and all of those things, but it's way sturdier for us to find the right customer, even if there's more legwork and maybe even more of an upfront cost is is a yeah. huge takeaway it's that, on, we're, that we're going. We're never going to be a first case profitable in terms of hunting and acquisition on new customers. It's going to all be a, be about retention. Yeah. And it and retention, when we're saying it's like, it's repeat. Yeah. It's people coming back. So it's finding right people is so much more important yeah. than finding cheap Customers. And we're going out there and again, the plan and we'll be checking in on how it all goes is to be, again, Brandon said it back, back to what we did when we launched it in the Cleveland area and we did it in some other areas is, you know, boots on the ground, feet on the street, more acronyms. More yeah, there you go. More, <laughs> more rhymes can, can write them down and, and fill a book with them, but it is doing that in cities and we're excited. We hired a new employee, actually guy's name is Adam. We met him five, six years ago, at least. And he was a co-owner of a CrossFit box gym, whatever here in Cleveland. And he moved to Detroit a little bit ago and he's going to be the first, first NUMA field marketing and sales rep out in the city and getting out there, getting involved with that scene. And, you know, the plan is to, to utilize what Adam's doing and see like, how is this a scalable model for us as we move forward? Yeah. All right. And I think for why we think that's a good idea and why we want to do it, it's it's really merging the two most successful things I think we've seen right. in our company is when we go and give people drinks at the right spot, that has been incredibly inf- incredibly effective. And I think we've been able to to prove as we've had some people doing it in different markets ourselves that we can do that. We can get out there. We can get out there. We get drinks in the right people's hands. When we did it at scale before... And then the other thing I should mention with that, it really just got chopped, yeah. like stopped um, with COVID because yeah, for the better part of two years, most of the gyms that we were partnering with just weren't going to have someone just come and give drinks and touch people. Yeah. 
while you're trying to figure it out with COVID. So we know we can get people to try our beverage at the right time. I think the thing that we've learned over the course of COVID was how to be a good econ business. And we've really just seen like our channel profitability and learned how to sell drinks online. So it's, it's merging the two. Yeah. So okay, that makes sense. Jared, because it makes yeah. sense, right? It makes sense to us. I hope it makes sense to us, you know, because yeah. that's the plan. So for me, that's what I learned. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the other thing that we all kind of came out of it super excited about is taking this bold positioning as who we are as the cleanest ready to drink sport beverage company. And again, we, we keep saying it's like, fuck you to the artificials. And that's who we are. Beep that's, that. Beep it. <laughs> That is what our tribe really cares about. And it's those people who who take that ownership of what they're putting in their body and are excited to find products like ours. And I think that like we operate in such a competitive business with so many different types of messages and products and things coming out that is just like we need to lean into what makes us special and not being anything that we're not. And it's actually like be more of who we are and signal to the market of of what you're getting when you get a Newman in your hand. Yeah. And over the holidays, we did a couple interviews with our leaders. Yeah. Um, the Numa leader team. Yeah. And just thinking about as and we- And leader, just like they're fitness instructors, nutritionists, people that are, again, super pumped about our products and have an honest real life clientele or influence or leadership position, not the typical influencer, like the social media influencer, where these are like our- Grassroots IRL. Grassroots, yeah. Okay. And so we, so we talked to a bunch of these people. Yeah. And I'm going to shout out Katie at Groove Ride because this one, when yeah. I was asking this question in particular, the answer really just stuck with me. And we were asking this question over and over is when you're up in class and you have 15 seconds to tell everyone why Numa. And, and she's like, you guys know me. I don't put bullshit in my body. This is what I drink. This is it. There's nothing yeah. else that I would even consider. This is it because I don't like the crap. If you want that, I got some samples here. And I think when we're trying to connect with our true tribe of who we think our target audience is with our raving fans and why they're into it and how they're spreading that message. It's really just the directness of just like, Hey, you don't want to put shit in my body. This is what I drink and there's nothing else. And this is why I'm in another shout out to just like what we're seeing out there too. The reality is like, there's a ton of companies out there that are exploding that a lot of nutritionists and dietitians really aren't fans of Mm -hmm. Alani new and Celsius are the two that come to mind when I'm thinking about our, the sport energy drink. Brands that are kicking ass and kudos to them for what they're doing. And they're doing a great job for who they are. But what we see out there are nutritionists and dietitians connecting us to their friends, their clients, obviously, to places that they work out and be like, these guys carry some of these products. I need you guys to reach out to them and get them out because I'm a supporter of their gym and they carry crap. And we need to change that now. And we need you guys in there. And it's just like, okay. This is who we are. This is where we're leading. Numa's name, No More Artificials. We named it this 10 years ago. And it's just like... Leaning into it. Lean into it. And I think with that too, I think the other part of it, and as we just think about marketing and branding, and it's companies that have done it really well, RX Bar, and just like, don't be ashamed of it. Like really lean into it hard and, yeah, and it, it, everyone like, and their mothers yeah. like, hey how can i be the yeah, rx bar blank that yeah, we get it of course um <laughs> but just like moving people yeah of of gotta strike like, the cord you gotta, gotta, gotta the cord. Cut, cut through the noise you have to do it and when you're a challenger brand when you're smaller you don't need to act corporate you need to like get yeah. out there and say stuff and really move people to to where you are so all right here's the moving people that's the plan the big plan for 2023 
Appreciate you guys for listening. Yeah, if you enjoyed it, please subscribe, tell a friend, follow. Let us know what you want to hear. We appreciate it all. Till next time.